It was just before Christmas in the year of 2015 at a small VFX studio in Stockholm, Sweden. Snow was falling over the tiny Swedish capital and people were preparing to go home for the holidays, to celebrate Christmas and relax. Then the phone rang. It was a call that would change that tiny VFX studio forever and make it one of the world's best zombie slashers. The call was from the production team behind the international hit series The Walking Dead. They had seen the VFX work that the tiny Swedish VFX studio had done on the internet hit Come Fury, and now they asked if the Swedes wanted to do some VFX for The Walking Dead. It was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That year, the artists at the tiny VFX studio cancelled Christmas. Everyone wanted to work on The Walking Dead, and half a year later they were Emmy nominated for that effort. Today that tiny VFX studio is far from tiny. Since 2017 it's called Goodbye Kansas Studios, with offices and studios around the world. And The Walking Dead remains one of the most cherished productions. Season 9 is now well underway and includes some of the most advanced zombie VFX that Goodbye Kansas has ever undertaken. So today the yellow brick road leads to the world of The Walking Dead, an exploding bridge and plenty of burning zombies. Hi everybody, I'm Nils Lagergren and I'm very happy to welcome you to the fourth season of our friendly little podcast, Yellow Brick Road. Yes, today we're returning to one of our favorite topics, zombie slashing. We're in the middle of the ninth season of The Walking Dead and as usual, Goodbye Kansas has delivered plenty of VFX for the series. So here to present some of the latest digital wonders from the world of the undead are two key artists from the Goodbye Kansas zombie team in Stockholm. VFX supervisor Andreas Kronström and CG supervisor Joachim Olsson. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Uh, Joachim, you've been here at Yelberg Road before, but Andreas, this is your first time. So uh, let's start with some background about you. How yeah. did you find your way into this business? Um, yeah, a, a long and winding road. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, I guess I always, like, since I was uh, quite young, was been interested in graphics in general, uh, never knowing what this profession was when I was younger. I guess it did exist but it was far beyond my mind but um, I ended up looking up uh, a few schools looking into graphics and found uh, at that time it was called VR a school uh, or education where I studied 3D graphics for uh, two years here in Stockholm at Nakademi but um, 3D graphics is really fun and I, I enjoyed it but th- that wasn't really what I wanted to do but I still didn't know uh, what else there was out there uh, I was touching on, on VFX, but uh, at one point we had this compositing course when I was studying 3D. And uh, I said to myself, like, this is what I want to do. I, th- I thought it was really fun. Love we, at first sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of. It was like we had to integrate the CG that we did into a plate and also how to work with it in comp. And so um, I thought this is what I want to do. This is much more fun. So I... Again, started to look for an education that was aiming more towards comp and found an, uh, a school down in Eko in Sweden, in southern part of Sweden. 
So straight after my 3D education, I went down there and studied for two years as well. And the last like six months of that was uh, a lot of internship. Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up having uh, my first internship at uh, Fido Film, which became part of Goodbye Kansas. So uh, (laughs) since then, I've been traveling around. uh, I worked at Fido for a while and then uh, I've been freelancing for quite a few years and came back to Goodbye Kansas in 2015. Mm. So... Uh, now I've been working with this for a bit more, a bit more than 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. And congratulations to Good Work yeah. So, The Walking Dead, uh, on how many seasons have you guys worked on the series by now? Um, I started back then, uh, 2015. That, that Christmas. Uh, that Christmas. I was here working <laughs> actually uh, over Christmas. Yeah, since then I've been involved with the series. Yeah, same here. The ninth season arrived last year, but the shoot of that season obviously happened last summer. And you were there. Mm, What can you tell us about that experience? It was, uh, for us, since we've been working so for such a long time with Mm. uh, AMC and and The Walking Dead, uh, it was great to actually come over and, and see the full production on that end. I mean, we, we've had plenty of talks with them over the years and with Skype and how to shoot things and planning stuff here mm-hmm. and there. But actually going over there to speak to the supervisors, there's be on set and see how everything works. Uh, was a was really, a really big experience for us. Really good to see uh, as well and be involved with the production. Uh, yeah. Uh, Where is it shot? Atlanta in Georgia. Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot and humid. Yeah, very, very. Jesus. Sunlight's heating the water. Check out the humidity. Yeah, look at the CO2 levels. So did you meet any of the actors as well? Uh, yeah, definitely. Since it was such a special episode, pretty much all of the cast was there throughout the shoots when we were there. We were there for, what was it, three days or something? Uh, so yeah, they were they were there pretty much the whole time. Some of them were, of course, a little bit more interested in who we were because the whole team is so... Um, they know each other so well. It's like uh, a huge family. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really big family. And not just the actors, like everyone working around it as well, behind the camera. Everyone knows each other. So the three of us, me, Joachim and Matilda, who's also was there, were kind of, uh, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> the Swedes. Yeah, the Swedes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Andrew Lincoln, who play, plays Rick in mm. the series, he was the most like social one and wanted to know who we were and we were really interested in them. But he was talking to everybody everywhere, all the time, constantly. <laughs> really nice person. Yeah, he was really nice, really nice. You, you mentioned that the episode you shot was a very special one. We're talking about episode five of season nine. Uh, and uh, that episode is kind of a game changer for the series. Spoilers alert, dear listeners. But one of the main characters kind of, well, disappeared. And this episode also included some of the most advanced VFX that you have ever done for The Walking Dead. W- what was it all about? So what happens is that Rick is being followed by a huge horde of walkers. Mm-hmm. I think they call it a uh, herd. Uh, a herd. A herd uh, of herd. walkers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's being chased to the, the safe heaven, Alexandria, I think. And he doesn't want all the zombies, to all the walkers to get to that place. So he's... Uh, um, 
he's been injured and trying to lure the whole herd away from Alexandria. Mm. So, and this bridge that they've been uh, earlier in the season have been building up because mm. it's been collapsed due to a big flood. He he gets the idea to blow it up because oh. he sees that there's a bunch of dynamite on the bridge and the whole bridge has been built up with a wooden structure. So his idea is to blow it up to make the walkers yeah, blow up and also fall Stay down. Stay on the other side. Also. Yeah. Because they continue to walk. And exactly. They're, they're like a never-ending crowd with like thousands and thousands of walkers. So, yeah. Yeah, the, that that effect of the burning walkers falling over the edge of the exploded bridge, uh, you gave it a name, right? Yeah, Walker Fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of logical. So, so how how did you create that effect? There, there were some practical explosions. Yeah, they had well. some gasoline explosion on set, but uh, since they couldn't destroy the actual bridge, mm. we had to do the actual destruction of the bridge and add some more fire and smoke. But uh, having some sort of explosion on set helped. Mm. Yeah, but because is it hard uh, when you have like a real explosion and then you're creating a CG explosion and, and to blend them, or, or does it help to have the real one? Back? It's a great reference. Yeah, it also adds lighting and such things. So, so did you uh, build the model of that bridge after the visit at the shoot? You took lots of reference pictures, or, or... I think we built it before for the Comic Con trailer. Mm. And yeah, also for okay. the first episode of the ah, yeah, okay. new season. So it's supposed to be broken in the first episode. Mm. Yeah. And then they build a wooden bridge on top of it. So we had a base model, yeah. and then we had to add the, the wooden bridge. and etc. They're about to build a bridge, haven't you heard? A bridge, a bridge, a schmage. And, and then we have this herd, you said, of walkers. <laughs> How many actual living or dead <laughs> actors did, did they have on set? <laughs> I guess due to the sun there and uh, the warmth, they were pretty, <laughs> pretty dead. dead. <laughs> more or less dead. <laughs> but uh, I think, um, what was it? Around 100? Uh, around 100, I think. 100 actually. Yeah, they had, there were quite a few, yeah. uh, actually. All in sort of different states of... Um, makeup and mm. uh, variations of acting mm. so all the best makeups was in the front and then there were less and less makeup towards the end in the back and basically our job uh, after that was to uh, in some shots we had to remove all of them but it's still a good reference for how they're walking mm. in other shots we extended that crowd in the back from a hundred to Tens of thousands of walkers. That many. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was huge amount. There's a long road behind them that we yeah. fully covered with walkers. So it was many. And then obviously you you had to build walkers. How many individual kind of unique CG walkers do you have in the in the stable these days? They get varied around quite a lot. We have a stable, but they. Mm-hmm. If for the crowd we have a base for like yeah. we can create an infinite numbers of yeah. walkers, uh, but I think we have a uh, like five or six hero, yeah, mm. something like that. Were, were all of them created for these shots, or did you have them already for earlier episodes? Three of them were created for this, mm. and I also have the generic crowd walkers. So. Mm. Do they have names? Mm-hmm. The, these hero walkers. That's Jim. <laughs> That's John. <laughs> no, it's more like Zombie Walker A, <laughs> Zombie Walker B. <laughs> it would have been fun to do that, actually. But no, I haven't. 
And then, obviously, you, you need motion capture data to make them move. At a mocap shoot like this, uh, how many mocap actors do you have? At most, we had four actors, I think, at mm. the same time. But for the falling of the bridge for this, we had one stuntman. Mm. So it varies. How, how many times did he fall that shoot? <laughs> A couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he, he enjoyed it. So. Yeah. We, we also recorded him like hanging in lines since they were falling down into the river. Mm. Mimicked them sort of floating in the water, hanging in lines uh, in the mocap studio, trying to make the make they feel like they were swimming and or it's not swimming like floating by floating in the river as well so uh, and uh, when you have all these different walking cycles of these walkers how do you convey that this vast amount of walkers are like walking slightly different being unique we add all of them to list and then just it randomizes so ah yeah. <laughs> uh. That's a very good answer. So, so you have the mocap data of them falling off the bridge, yeah. uh, but then they're also burning. How do you create that? We um, add fuel to them, mm-hmm. like in the real world, and then <laughs> digital <laughs> fuel, fuel, <laughs> fuel, and then we add uh, heat, and, it, and then it start to burn. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we decide which workers to burn, mm. since we didn't want everyone to burn. No, and then. Uh, Added some randomized fuel on them, mm. and then do some simulations, fluid simulations. And simulations, you don't have too much control over them, I guess. So, so how how many rounds do you need to do before you feel well? Now, now this looks really convincing. Since we've been doing this for quite a while, we can quickly get to the good start. Mm. Just a handful of rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the, 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 the trickiest part on this, when it came to the fire in mm. itself, was to to make the fire look believable when they were falling. Uh, yeah. so that was pretty tricky. That mm. took a lot of rounds. The crowd in general, uh, as Joachim said, we're quite comfortable with, so that nowadays goes a bit quicker. Mm. Uh, but adding fire on top of them was was the trickiest part, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Since they also had to interact with the water. Yeah. Side, exactly. So. Let's talk about the water, but because that river in, in real life is not wild at all. It's no, not at all. <laughs> so you replaced the entire river with a CG. Yeah, river. exactly. It was When we were there, which, it was water there, but it was really still and mm-hmm. very low. They wanted uh, higher water and much more f- free-flowing, mm. uh, much more dramatic. Yeah, and more dangerous. Yeah, more dangerous. So we actually started to do parts of it uh, when we did it for episode one mm. uh, and for the Comic-Con trailer as well. Uh, fortunately, we had a good starting point uh, look-wise and speed-wise of the river. But then coming into this episode, episode five, mm. where we ended up doing... I think around 16 shots or something like that. We got to see the river from many more angles, uh, which also, of course, uh, we ended up in difficulties with here and there. So I think some of the shots where we could see long, long parts of the rivers, we were up to like 24, 36 hours of simulations per shot, uh, which was really heavy. Um, And then also... The shot where they, if you see the sequence, the shot where they fall down and, and float towards the camera, towards the end of the se- sequence, uh, that shot was entirely done 
and separately from all other simulations. So that on top of everything uh, was a simulation of its own hmm. uh, that we had two artists works only on. This work so uh, close to the water. Yeah, because yeah. so, we needed the detail and uh, uh, it was hard to get up to the same level of detail and look as in the other shots since we were so close to the water. So. Hmm. Th- that was the most time-consuming part, I, uh, I would say, uh, FX-wise. It was really tricky. <laughs> <laughs> how, how large uh, w- was your team working on this episode? I think in total around 30 artists. 30 artists, yeah, it could be, yeah. Mm. I think so, yeah. Somewhere, uh, somewhere there, around there, yeah. And the result looks amazing, obviously. I mean, nowadays... Lots of the the Walking Dead effects that that you do are filled with digital walkers. When did you start to deliver those mo-capped walkers for the series? I think the last episode of season seven, Mm -hmm. when they're walking from a broken ship on the beach towards the camera. And through the years, the the effects that you're doing are getting more and more advanced. Uh, There was one specific sequence in uh, season eight that I want to... Highlight, and that's the one we dubbed the grinder. <laughs> Can we talk a little about the grinder? Uh, what, what, what's the scene about? Um, one of the characters in the series called Anne or Jadis. She's the leader of a of, of a group in a in an area called the scrapyard, which basically is a big scrapyard. And at one point, this might be a bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen it as well. But um, at one point, uh, another group called the Saviors, they come there and they have a bit of a beef from before. And they kill all the people in that uh, scrapyard group, except her. And since everyone, when they're dead, they turn into a walker. Mm. Uh, she felt like she kind of wanted to end their misery of becoming walkers for eternity or something. Mm. So she get this great idea of, <laughs> of leading them into this big um, metal grinder that mm. they have at the scrapyard. So she leads them there and turns it on and they start falling down. And that's where we come in and made the, the whole grinder CG and uh, yeah, made him into mush. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how does the production steps of, of that look? I mean, you, you model that, that grinder, you model and have these walkers. But how do you create that it looks so disgustingly <laughs> uh, realistic when they're being chopped up? Yeah, I think the key is uh, having good reference. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what kind of reference material do you watch when you do a scene like this? There are some really weird videos on the internet. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw these robots and they did this like firing thing and they came down and toasted this woman and she was like... Looks fake to me. Dude, it's not fake. The internet's... Pure truth. Video doesn't lie. Um, I think we pretty much used every technique mm. in the book. A lot of uh, a lot of simulations, a lot of uh, flip simulations, blood. Uh, we had a finite elements like squinchy um, mesh uh, flesh stuff. Yeah. But, uh, uh, f- for you out there who's listening, there's a really great behind the scenes reel about this shot that you can see at our webpage. Do watch it. But working on effects like this bloody, gruesome, horrible, watching all kind of reference material, (laughs) (laughs) does it get easier over time? Yeah. (laughs) It does. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first episode, for the first episode we did, I couldn't really look at references. No. 
had to <laughs> imagine something like that. Blood looks like this. So. Yeah. But now, this is a work now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I don't so know if that's a good or bad thing, but you kind of raise the, the yeah. level of <laughs> how much you can look at. Uh, so Possibly like, I mean, surgeons, for example, when they start operating on people, it's probably hard in the beginning, but after a while you, you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past a bit world. like that. Yeah, we've been through a few of those as well. So yeah, um, so, so you're you're kind of CG surgeons, <laughs> one might yeah, say, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of reactions did that grinder sequence receive from the client? We got really good reactions. They yeah. they really liked it. They were very happy with it. Uh, how it turned out, the, we got a bunch of different reactions from online, of mm. course, like YouTube and all these reaction videos you can see. Yeah, it's really great to see people watching the show and reacting to yeah. the things we do. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah that was really impressive. Uh, it's it's cool to see the impact that it actually gets. Yeah, uh, so. that you really affect people. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, <laughs> in that sense. Oh my God! No way! Yummy. So that's what the mystery meat is. Oh. Sausage, anybody? Mm-mm. No, never eating marinara sauce again. Oh uh, yeah, we got a, a, a cool um, from uh, the famous writer Stephen King. Mm. Uh, he wrote on Twitter that uh, that episode featured a very cool meat grinder, and he didn't understand where she got the, the electricity to run it. But uh, <laughs> but it was uh, really cool to see the walkers turn into spaghetti sauce. <laughs> so Stephen King is yeah. a good by a, a, fan. Yeah, and a big, <laughs> big Walking Dead fan as well. Apparently, yeah. so that's, that's cool. Yeah. Through all these years of the Walking Dead VFX, have you ever hidden any Easter eggs? Um, we have one. We've been trying to, but it's it's hard. Yeah. But we have one. It's season seven, where uh, this group of people called the, the Saviors, they live in, at the big, big, big uh, industrial complex called mm. the Sanctuary. And um, we built that uh, complex for that episode uh, as well. In CG. Yeah, in yeah. CG, yeah. And um, in order to give it some life around it, since it's a, a static building, mm. we uh, added myself and two of my colleagues <laughs> standing as guards on the building, uh, on the roof and in the stairs and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah, at that episode, we're in there. Very small. <laughs> you can barely see that it's us, but we're in there, yeah. Did anyone notice it? Yeah, well, uh, the production liked it. They, yeah. they, they liked that we put someone in there. And uh, yeah, we got reactions as well online on people wondering who those guys were and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are the CG surgeons. <laughs> the department and the public need role models, clean cut, forthright men the public can admire. Sergeant, I'll promote you to lieutenant. So, we hope for many more seasons of The Walking Dead effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, many thanks for coming yeah. here. Thank you. Thank you. And you out there, thanks for listening. If you want to see breakdowns and behind the scenes from Goodbye Kansas production of VFX for The Walking Dead, check out our webpage, goodbyekansasstudios.com. In next episode, we'll talk about more, well, romantic things because it's Valentine's Day coming up. So it's a Valentine's special next week. Until next time, goodbye, à bientôt, auf Wiederhören, wie hörsch. <laughs>